So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. Uh, sleep is important. Please fucking uh, sleep. Yeah, please sleep. It's important. Please do that. Yeah. So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast. And uh, I'm really gonna... Um, yeah, I'm really kind of looking forward for this episode uh, because I like the summary, I like the information from the summary and I actually see that we are actually going ahead quite, quite fast. I'd say we are actually at chapter 8 of 13, 16, 16. Quite halfway through, quite really halfway through. Interesting, very great. Uh, no... Chapter 10, chapter 9, chapter 8. But yeah, uh, I think we'll just start ahead with chapter 8. Cancer, heart attacks and a shorter life, sleep deprivation and the body. Which is fairly interesting for me because I totally myself saw the... um, Yeah, saw the negative things about sleep deprivation uh, on my body... Uh, actually feeling more exhausted, having not such a great or such a big breath somehow. I didn't was I so I, I wasn't quite able to to breathe, you know, that normally. I'd say it was just very very amazing in a negative way, totally negative way. It was just a little bit feared, actually just really hurting myself. But yeah, um, so I think I just gonna read. Yeah, so sleep deprivation disrupts the normal function of many uh, psychological processes, likely contributing to chronic diseases. At a high level, sleep deprivation triggers the sympathetic nervous system, fight-or-flight response, and disrupts hormonal balances. This also implies inversely that sleep is necessary for the normal maintenance of psychology. Is it psychology? Oh, I just read it uh, the wrong way. The first thing was actually also psychology. Psychology. Is this your body? So psychology is the mind. Is psychology then the body? Uh, the, the body? Or is it just a writing mistake? I don't know. So many of the population population studies sit it or cited in the book we uh, Why We Sleep are correlational. People who sleep less are more likely to have heart disease, even after controlling for many other factors associated with heart disease. Other than a causative explanation, lack of sleep causes heart disease, the causality uh, could work the other direction. Non-controlled factors that uh, predispose people to get heart disease, um, a high baseline level of stress, also reduce sleep. Um... Ah, uh, I do think so. If I've read, they're just really, really fucked up. Uh, I think I'm gonna just explain what I, what I think they said. So I, actually, do not really know. 
Uh, I think they just uh, are debating whether it is like you're getting heart diseases because of things that actually lead you to sleeping less, which may be uh, just, you know, anxiety and or stress and or just bad eating habits or whatsoever. Or if it is actually like um, you're getting heart disease because just you're not sleeping enough. You know what I mean? Just because of the reasons why you're not sleeping or why or because actually of you not getting enough sleep. Very interesting. I haven't thought about this actually. I haven't really thought about this. To address this, ex uh, experimental studies attempt to link lack of sleep to a middleman disrupted uh, physiological state, uh, which itself is causative for the disease. For instance, lack of sleep increases blood pressure, which the medical consensus believes is causative for heart disease. Um, actually, because I'm just seeing this now it seems to be like so i don't i don't really know i i i also do not assume but i think i've read this i think um which is actually bad eating habits so eating just food that's very very unhealthy seems to be the number one reason why people die the number one the number one reason why people die you know, quite like, okay, if it is really because of the, you know, bad eating habits or speak just, you know, uh, eating just bad food or unhealthy food, or is it because of the re or because of the effects, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the bad eating habits have on your body weight? Like, you know, through your body weight being increased or also I through, I think, Maybe through both, I'm sorry. Maybe I think through both, because, you know, through betting eating habits, I do think that your blood pressure already rises if you do have too much cholesterol or, you know, whatever it is. But also, I do think that if you, you know, just are completely overweight or even obese, that your blood pressure is very, very high, which then leads also, as they say, to heart diseases. So maybe it's even both. So, but the fact is, and this is also something somebody else told me, uh, bad eating habits, so eating bad food or unhealthy food, seems actually to be the number one reason why people die in nowadays world. Which is just, yeah, something to think about, really. And the smoking gun experiment, sorry, and would be to randomize people into normal sleep and low sleep groups for years, and then observe the rate of disease. However, this is impractical, or hard to run very long studies like this, also impossible to double blind and likely unethically, if low sleep is already believed to cause severe disease. Uh, which was actually also one of the things I was just thinking, like, you know, how could you do this? Could you really do this with human beings? Because you just know there are just severe health issues correlated to not sleeping enough. So could you actually do this? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. The heart disease, sleep deprivation has... What the fuck? I spit all around here. Sorry. Uh, heart disease, sleep deprivation has a number of effects related to CHD. I don't know what CHD is. Uh, activates the sympathetic nervous system, leading to increased heart rate, increased uh, vessel constriction which is increased blood pressure. Thank you for actually giving me such 
complex words. Increased cortisol. Is it cortisol or cortisol? I don't know. An increased uh, atherosclerosis, especially of coronary arterias. Uh, yeah, I hope you know what this means. Through hormone signaling decreases HDL, good cholesterol and growth hormone promotes recovery of blood vessel endothelium. A population study showed 45% increased risk of developing CHD, which is the activate, activation uh, of the sympathetic nervous system. So practically, as they pointed out before, the flight and fight response uh, through oh, uh, increasing or interesting daylight savings Daylight savings time is a natural sleep experiment that typically typically increases or decreases sleep by one hour. When the clock moves forward, there is a significant spike in herd attacks and number of traffic accidents. So only by one hour, if I'm getting this right. And also diabetes. Sleep deprivation reduces insulin responsiveness, which causes hyperglycemia. Uh, in an experiment, after four hours of sleep a night, for six nights, subjects were 40% less effective at absorbing a standard dose of glucose. Unfortunately, I've done this as well. Actually, having fucking four hours of sleep for s five nights, six nights? I don't fucking know. You know, this more and more shows me that I shouldn't do what I've been doing. But I still somehow know, okay, I'm still gonna do what I just think that I have to do. Like doing my posts and doing what I'm doing right now and or just doing other things. Incredibly difficult for me. Really, really difficult for me. But yeah, um, so in a population study, those sleeping less than six hours a night showed higher rates of T2D uh, which after controlling for body weight, alcohol, smoking, etc. What is T2D? I don't know. Obesity and weight gain. Sleep deprivation reduces leptin, makes you feel full and increases adrenaline, makes you feel hungry. So wait, 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 wait. So sleep deprivation reduces leptin, which makes you feel full and increases... Oh, reduces leptin. So, ah, okay, I see. I just thought, like, you know, why? What the fuck? Um, okay. Increase. Oh, I see. Because, and this is, you know, you're feeling less full and you're feeling just very, very hungry, which is double, you know, which doubles the effect on you actually being like, yeah, getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Wow. Wow. Because, you know, I always thought, like, I've, I've, read this so often that you know you should actually get obese and or overweight by not sleeping enough uh, and i always felt like you know how could this be true you know how could this work but now i see actually it works somehow and it makes sense you know if this is really the truth which i assume it is i don't know i hope it is then it would totally make sense that people get you know overweight when they do not sleep enough because you know because of these chemicals um, yeah, then the in increases endocannabinoids, reduces pain sensation, but increases 
Appetite, also released in Runner's High, which increases eating. Ah, do you know the Runner's High? Uh, if you do not know, this is basically a phenomenon. Do you say it like this in English? Phenomenon? I don't give a fuck. So this is actually just an effect quite uh, often marathon runners get. Uh, I think if they're running a certain amount of time or if they're just a certain amount of uh, exhausted quite, um, they get the runners high, which is basically, like they pointed out, an, an increase in endocannabinoids, which is actually also the thing that's in wheat, that's actually then making you feel less pain. Um, I don't know, I quite, quite feel like well, I quite am interested if the cannabinoids, because the cannabinoids, um, if they're actually just named after cannabis, or if cannabis actually named after the endocannabinoids. Because I don't know. Would be interesting. Uh, so it, it reduces pain, which is totally great for actually you um, yeah, having not as much pain because you're running for such a long distance. And... The fucked up thing is that you have increased appetite, which is a little fucked if you're just really running. And makes you feel lethargic or lethargic, lethargic, sorry, lethargic, which makes you less likely to exercise. Hmm. <laughs> In an experiment, subjects were randomized into a normal eight-hour sleep group and a low four-hour sleep group. Both groups were carefully monitored and controlled for physical activity. The low sleep group ate 300 more calories each day, even after just four days of sleep deprivation. The low sleep group was also more prone to overeating each meal, consuming 303 more calories in snack foods after a meal. Wow. Uh, one might argue that decreased sleep naturally causes more calorie burn, but an all-nighter actually consumes only 147 more calories than sleeping. Sleep is uh, metabolically more intense than you imagine. I guess so. I don't know. You know, if you just imagine, this is, you know, when you're sleeping is practically the only time where your body is quite actually able to somehow regenerate. And to somehow maybe even rest a little bit. And if you're taking all the time from your body, or at least a pretty big amount of this time from your body, it totally makes sense that you're feeling not good, that something is wrong, and so on. Hmm. Um, sleep deprivation also disrupts the likage between the retinal prefrontal cortex and the primal appetite center in the brain, similar to emotional control in the last chapter. Finally, if you're on a diet and under sleep deprivation, 70% of weight loss comes from lean body mass, compared to under 50% with plentiful sleep. Sorry, gonna read this once more. So finally, if you're on a diet and under sleep deprivation, 70% of weight loss comes from lean body mass. Ah, I think I see compared to under 50% with plentiful sleep. What do they wanna tell me? I don't quite understand this. Uh, the reproductive system. 
In males, sleep deprivation decreases testosterone, testicle size and sperm count. Experimentally, this is acute. 5 hours of sleep for one week ages a man 10 to 15 years by testosterone. Fuck. You know, and if you just know a little bit about... Sorry. There it is. Um, but if you know a little bit about testosterone and so on, it's, it is the male growth hormone. Which means... And which... Because it, I, I'm just thinking, because I've also read that, you know, you need sleep to actually generate your body uh, or to actually build up muscle and so on, which makes sense to some degree, because if you feel like, you know, you need sleep because you have to regenerate and because your body has to build something and um, which is basically after the workout and during the workout which is an assumption a lot of people make, that you're actually building muscle during the workout, which is total shit. You're, you know, building the muscle afterwards. Uh, and they just pointed out, okay, you eat more, which is great for people like me that are quite, you know, skinny. And through actually not sleeping, they eat more, they gain more weight, they build more. But if your growth hormone, so your testosterone is very, very quite you know, decreasing and inclining, is it inclining? Um, then you're fucked. You know, you can do whatever you want, you can eat whatever you want if your test testosterone isn't there, I think. Then you won't build anything. I guess. Or, you know, even though not, or just not as much. Um, yeah, beyond libido, testosterone also governs bone density and muscle mass. As I fucking said. In females, sleep deprivation reduces follicular release follicular follicular releasing hormone necessary from conception, increases abnormal menstrual cycles and had more issues with infertility. Your face is rated as more attractive and healthier after one night of short sleep. Why? Fucking why? But yeah. The immune system. Sleep deprivation reduces your ability to ward off infectious diseases. Totally true. In an experiment, subjects exposed to low sleep over one week were 50% likely to develop a cold when exposed to renovirus versus 80%, 18% in normal sleep. Amazing. Amazing, but fucked up. Sleep deprivation reduces the immune response to flu vaccines or vaccines or whatever by over 50%. And sleep deprivation reduces circulating levels of natural killer cells. You know, to be honest, after one week of actually not sleeping enough, I very feel not good. I totally feel not good because... And I actually feel like, you know, my body just, you know, needs more power. And I also feel like that I'm often often somehow getting, yeah, uh, in terms of my, my, my body, in terms of me being not ill, I totally uh, somehow feel like, you know, there's something coming up or I do not feel as good as I could. Like, you know, in terms of illnesses and, you know, whatsoever. Cancer. Sleep deprivation increases inflammation, 
which increases cancer severity, promotes angiogenesis, promotes liability of cancer cells leading to metastasis, met metastasis, metastase in German, metastasis, uh, down regulates M1 macrophages and up regulates M2 macrophages both. Uh, changes increasing cancer risk. It's unclear why increasing inflammation like this decreases uh, response to infectious disease agents in the last bullet point. Uh, mouse models show increase in speed and size of cancer growth when sleep deprived. Uh, population studies show a link between nighttime shift work and risk of cancer, like nurses and pilots and whatever. Uh, Denmark now pays workers uh, comp to women with breast cancer after doing night shift work in government sponsored jobs. Wow, very nice of them. You know, a lot of just governments wouldn't do this. But yeah, aging uh, telomere shortening is, is associated with sleep deprivation. I don't know what this means. Uh, gene expression profiles are distorted under sleep deprivation, though I see this as a natural consequence of the vastly different physiology, physio physiology in sleep deprivation and not alarming in itself like the author uh, presents, which is totally great. And I'm gonna point this out. You have so many opinions in my video. You have the opinion of the author writing the book, the author of writing the summary, mine, yours, and potentially the people in the comments. Five. Five. Five different opinions. Which is great. Enormously great. Evolutionary, these responses might promote survival as follows. In caveman days, times of low sleep may mean conditions that uh, threaten survival. Though... Uh, so weather, hostility with another tribe, anxiety from disease, hoarding calories, increasing the sympathetic nervous system and decreasing during this time might promote short-term survival. Ah, makes sense. Makes sense, you know, that you somehow feel like, you know, if you're sleep deprived, you just have to have to eat more actually somehow yeah fool your body for things that might come up makes sense because you somehow lose a lot of energy by actually not sleeping because you can't regenerate and i think the body just wants to uh, increase the amount of energy you have through the calories you take in the thing there is you can totally see that our bodies are so intelligent we adapt to every fucking thing whether we are living near to a volcano whether we are living in the Sahara, whether we are living just in the mountains and there's, you know, very high just air pressure, whether we are having no sleep, whether we are eating only bullshit, whether we are eating nothing, our body just adapts, no matter what. And this is amazing. Fucking amazing. Uh, how and why we dream. Very interesting, which is part three 
and I now think like should I actually yeah I start with this because it is very interesting and maybe I can give you something in this loge I gonna read. So part three how and why we dream. The next portion of this why we sleep book summary covers REM sleep in particular and the benefits of the mysterious phenomenon of dreaming. Chapter nine routinely uh, psychotic REM sleep dreaming. Most vivid dreaming happens during REM sleep, though NREM sleep has some vague, or I think it's vague, uh, V-A-G-U-E, uh, non-vivid dreaming. During REM dreaming, your visual, your visual, motor, memory and emotional areas of the brain are active. Your prefrontal cortex uh, govern governing uh, ra rationality is muted ah which basically means for me the part of your brain that's somehow into logics and somehow is kind of there for you being rational and being like you know does this make sense and or does this not make sense is muted isn't there and so all the creativeness and all the I'll let it be creativeness are free in your head and can do whatever they want. In the ancient past, Egyptians and Greeks wondered if dreams were di divine gifts from gods. Freud helped dispel this, firmly centering it within the human brain. Freud considered dreams as uh, evocations of repressed desires and he built a movement around interpretation interpreting or interpreting dreams as such the critical flaw was its unprovability the interpretation methods were so subjective that different approaches yielded different results and there was no strict hypothesis outcome that was testable so a hypothesis is an outcome that was testable furthermore the interpretations were horoscopically vague thus uh, seeming full of significance but not providing any practical insight. Your dreams, or an example, your dream is reminding you of uh, how little time you have to do all the things you want to do. It should be an example. Um, do dreams replay events of the day or do they reflect our emotional concerns? Only a small fraction, 1-2% to 2 of dreams, reply the literal events of the day. Uh, a great fraction, which is 45%, reflect our underlying emotional worries we have while awake. Hmm. Interesting, it may be possible to predict what you're dreaming about through fMRI. MRI is much magnetic response... I, uh, internal, an F, I don't fucking know. Uh, to build a profile of your brain, you look at different images while awake at, and the fMRI signature is captured. Then as you dream, your dreaming fMRI is matched to your awake fMRI profiles, predicting what you're currently looking at while dreaming. Uh, chapter 10, Dreaming as Overnight Therapy. REM sleep function blunts the emotional pain of a memory. Dreaming about the upsetting content itself or its emotional themes 
is necessary to have this emotional blunting effect. REM sleep by itself does not. In REM sleep, uh, no epinephrine is reduced to zero, which possibly allows the brain to process upsetting memories in a safe brain environment. Wow. Wow. So brain basically just cures itself. Somehow. Uh, so just psycholo psychological. PTSD patients have elevated norepinephrine in REM sleep. They also have recurring nightmares where the pain of the memory does not fade. Where the pain of the memory does not fade, either dreaming or wake. Reducing neuroferine levels uh, pharmacologically reduces PTSD severity in a subset of patients. In an experiment, subjects were shown a series of emotionally triggering images to uh, separate times. Separate by 12 hours. One group saw Uh, saw set one before sleeping and set two after sleeping. The other group saw both in the same day within without sleeping, set one in morning and set two at night. The former group reported much less emotional disturbance upon seeing the second time, also with less amygdala activity under the fMRI. Which means, if I'm understanding this now correctly, they just seen a pattern or some images or whatsoever and because they looked at them and slept and looked at them the day afterwards they weren't quite so disturbed about it or quite so feared about it than the people who actually did not sleep in between does this make sense is this what they say i hope it is um, REM sleep function reading other people's facial emotions sleep deprivation reduces interpretation of the sub, sub, subtleties of facial expressions causing the sleep deprived person to more likely interpret faces as hostile and aggressive suggestive kids on the autism spectrum have disrupted REM sleep they also have issues reading people's facial expressions totally they have I know this uh, this function seems to begin in Adults seen when kids have to start navigating the social world independently. Imagine the mistakes sleep-deprived professionals can make, like the police, medical staff, parents, if they mistake faces for aggression. Could totally be severe, especially the police, you know. If they're shooting at you, you're just looking at them and they seem you're being aggressive and they fucking shoot you. Could be the case. Maybe. I'm assuming. Totally. Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, this is quite it with the episode. I hope you've liked it. Um, I hope you've got something out of it. This actually is a position. The cuttable position. Uh, which women do not like. It seems to be a little. Uh, not ignorant. But arrogant I guess. Something I've just really remembered by going through so many body language books and summaries and whatsoever that this is something you should look out for. And yeah, uh, with this being said, I love you. I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness and success. 
remember how you're gonna be remembered so basically your legacy and give back to the people whether they have given you something or not doesn't fucking matter my god 